Hello, and welcome. We're going to talk today missionary optimism. Um, this video is going to go hand in hand with the article that we posted to our website today. That can be found at forwearemany.org, um, or it'll be in the video description. Or both. Or both. Um, so, like, basically, we're going to cover the content of the article because we feel that revolutionary optimism is a concept that's too often overlooked. Um, most of us are deeply aware at this point that capitalism is in its death throes. Or, uh, well, I mean... I forget where the quote comes from, but uh, fascism is capitalism and decay. And um, yep. I don't want any of us to take a defeatist attitude. Um, and, and I mean, it's easy to understand why we can have a defeatist attitude when the working class is sick of demoralizing jobs for low pay that doesn't even cover fucking rent. We're sick of working conditions that are shaped by exploitation and disrespect. Right. This uh, wildcat general strike, it's affecting most sectors. It's showing most prominently, prominently in our supply chains. And these capitalist structures can do very little to fix the problem. Why would they want to, though? Their profits are at record-setting levels. And yet we don't discuss how that impacts inflation. Right. Everybody wants to, to blame the handouts that COVID pandemic, but we didn't get anything that that was just more money printed directly in the bank accounts of the 1%. Right. And I mean, even the stuff that got dispersed to the people of these little pittances of, you know, $1,200 here, $500 there, stupid shit. Um, people were using that to pay their rent and bills. So all of that money also went directly to the top 1% as well. Agreed. Um, but, but these conditions cause a hell of a lot of problems in, in my daily life, and I'm sure yours too. Uh, and maybe if it's not your own personal life, it's going to be somebody that you know, somebody that you care about. Uh, whether it's struggling to pay your rent, which... I mean, not to go on too much of a side tangent here, but housing is increasingly owned by corporate landlords, which is artificially inflating housing prices to a massively unaffordable level. Or your neighbor struggling with what the media calls food insecurity, but I feel like it's a little more honest to call it starvation. Right. And that's something that nobody who's, you know, out working should ever have to worry about. That's not anything anybody should ever have to worry about, but especially when we are talking about the working class and the working poor and, you know, I, I don't know how many times I've seen this recently of people needing help with basics of food and gas and, you know, hygiene products simply because their employer is not fucking paying them enough to even cover the gas to get the fuck back and forth to work. <laughs> like, you kidding me? Something's got to fucking give. And it's that massive profit margin that is your labor value that they're keeping, you know? Um, but again, that's something we can actually do something about. We're seeing that with, you know, this general strike that's happening. If people are building momentum and going, you know what? No, we've fucking had enough. 
and actually forcing their hands to make some change here. And that's why we push for things like unionizing and yeah. actually organizing with your coworkers to stand up for your rights because together you're stronger. You can actually make a fucking impact. And especially when you see countless unions all over the place going on strike. That is solidarity and unity. When when you see things like, okay, these bakers are on strike, so the people driving the trains that deliver the goods for baking with are also putting a stop to the line, going, nope, we're not going to even try to deliver this, you know, for the, the baking company to, you know, then bring in um, scabs, you know. That's solidarity when they're like, nope, we're not even going to give you your flour and sugar. And that's what we just saw play out with, uh, what was it, Nabisco's Bakeries, if memory serves right? Yeah. Um, that right there shows you that when people come together and not just backing their own industry, but other related ones, you can see some shit actually get changed. Um, it's so important to keep in mind, keep a positive frame of mind about Right. And, and I mean, we were talking about, you know, food and housing being rights. And that takes, the odds are that you or, again, someone you care about is one of the hundreds of millions of people in the country on Earth that goes without proper access to health care. Yep. And we haven't even discussed climate change in this context. And, and the point is that without offering alternative alternatives without offering solutions the the task seems too daunting or the future seems too dark and that's where this concept of revolutionary optimism comes from we're not trying to say that everything's going to be sunshine and rainbows we know it's going to be a struggle we can't Um, shake glitter on your day about that we won't do that (laughs) it's not right (laughs) but Um, it's It doesn't make it impossible, though, either, or any less necessary to get done. Right. To put it shortly, if we make it sound like fighting for a better world is in vain, uh, that we cannot overcome these societal contradictions, that it makes it even harder to get people to organize. Um, and, And given our current trajectory, there is a possibility of a not so great future, and we're not trying to like discount that. Um, but we're also not going to be held back by that. Um, right. No, that's something when you see dystopian facets of, of society coming out, that's, that's something to look at and address with a solution for it. Not just get lost in apathy and like defeatist attitude. Like there's nothing you can do about it. We don't have to accept this shit. Every time you see dystopian things happening, that's the point at which to call it out and unite against it. Agreed. Um, but but basically, we have to choose to fight. Um, yeah. and, and we can fight by building working class power. And um, some of this stuff, uh, the, these movements and numbers that I'm going to throw out actually come from a 2007 uh, Party for Socialism and Liberation uh, article from liberation news um which is also linked in our article on for we are many.org but um I- examples of building working class power in the modern context include the anti-war movement in like 2006 2007 
of course, the Occupy Wall Street movement of 2011, and the ongoing Black Lives Matter movement 2014 to present. All of these examples face serious repression by the capitalist power structures, including the use of chemical agents, which I'm sure most of you know is considered a war crime if we do it to enemy combatants. Yep. So why is that okay to do to our own people? Right. So (laughs) as we're talking about these unhappy truths in our current society, you're probably asking well, why the hell would I be optimistic? And I guess for starters, we have to look at the historical developments around the world over the last 150 years or so from the wave of revolutions in 1848 and 49 in Europe to the Paris Commune. Definitely can't forget that. To the indigenous resistance movement uh, here in the U.S. and more modern history. Revolutionary scientists have fought the necessary struggles to improve the material conditions of their people. The USSR, for example, legalized religions other than Christianity, surprise, uh, and took a firm stance against racism. Socialist Cuba is only 90 miles off of the coast of Florida and has remained a beacon of people's democracy and the power of a worker's government. From communist China to the Democratic People's Republic of Korea, we've seen how socialism can empower and lift the population to meet their full potential. Um, And then for, I guess, more modern influence, did my mouse just die? Uh No, I think the window froze even worse. Well, I mean, I know we were going to touch on, you know, some more about the anti-war movement there. There was crowds as big as a hundred thousand marching on Washington. Um, there was with Occupy Wall Street. Uh, there were protests for Occupy that happened in over nine hundred and fifty cities. I think it was something around ninety different countries, ninety something. Um, and we saw twenty-one million people take up to the streets in the Imperial Corps in twenty twenty as part of the BLM movement. You know, um, the grassroots organizers had Marxist roots and pushed a racial and class analysis. You you cannot deny the intersectionality there. Those go hand in hand. Um, capitalism is completely fucking dependent on racism and sexism being factors involved there to keep pushing people that further apart and causing divide instead of where, you know, people could come together and fight against all of them being exploited, you know, all of us. Um, so it's, it's fucking important to actually look into the theory, theory roots there and understand the Marxist Leninist line and like the Maoist line of the black Panther party and why that drove them to be doing things like, you know, actually marching in the streets for rights, actually fucking going out and starting the food programs, things like that. They were showing actual solidarity, providing people with food and education that they otherwise wouldn't have gotten. And that's because they had a proper fucking political analysis. They understood precisely where these divisions were being created by the system and chose to instead unite people. So that right there, the fact that that movement is still alive and thriving right now, 
that's something to draw some positivity from when it comes to how you look at this, because when, when and where you do actually see changes that have gone in the positive direction, it's because of these movements. Yeah. And, and to top these off, these movements and even the, the broader examples of, you know, past and current socialist states, these are just small views into the power that the working class holds. And we have to be aware of the power that we hold as a class. Um, so ultimately, that's the first step. And I think that we are reaching a critical mass for that. Um, and, and all of this uh, gives us great cause, in my opinion, to be optimistic. If we believe as a society that we can build a better world and people start putting in the necessary work to build a better world, we will build a better world. Um, right. And that's the thing of where to focus your energy too. Instead of focusing so much like, yes, we do need to acknowledge where things are going wrong, but it is uh, shortchanging yourself and everyone else around you to point out a problem and not present solutions and work on those. So rather than putting so much of your energy into focusing on, holy fuck, it's all falling to shit. How about, holy fuck, look at how much better we could make this. Start envisioning what you want to see, what you want to build, what you want to create. Because when it fucking comes down to it, every last one of us is a creator of that which is around us. And that's important to keep in mind of where you need to be focusing your energy and that needs to be on the solutions. Agreed. Where you want to see the world be at instead of where the fuck it is right now. Um. And once again, I want to give a shout out to the Party for Socialism and Liberation's Liberation News article titled Revolutionary Optimism and Socialist Struggle that was uh, published in November 2007. Yeah. Um, but we quoted in our article, um, the PSL is deeply involved in the mass anti-war and, and we look forward to the day when those movements merge into a revolutionary force. We are working to this end. Um, and again, we have that article um, linked on our article <laughs> about right. revolutionary optimism. Um, right. We really wanted to highlight that quote right there from it because that speaks volumes and that's right in line in agreement with us of you have to be anti-war. You have to be anti-racist. You have to be anti-colonialist and bring these things together and we will have a huge revolutionary force to actually invoke the changes that we all fucking know need to happen. Agreed. And to all of you, um, I want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to watch this video. We have a lot more content on www.forwearemany.org. Um, and keep up to date with us there or on our Facebook page or our YouTube, um, our social media information, uh, can be seen on your screen. Join us Tuesday night at eight o'clock Eastern for our weekly current events stream. Um, we will, we, this month are returning to our Thursday theory streams. And uh, we also have some cool 
new stuff headed your way, uh, including our second Patreon-exclusive movie watch along. Um, it will be Friday, December 10th at 8 Eastern for all of our patrons. We will be doing that in Zoom. Obviously, we can't broadcast a movie on Facebook. Right. So, yeah. Have to do that privately. But yeah, if you're not a patron and don't have the means to be able to, just send us a message and we'll give you a pass to come into that movie watch along because it, it's more important to, you know, or a sponsored patronage message. Um, yeah, there's also um, the the other night. Uh, oh, God, now I'm drawing a blank on his name. Wade. Wade. Thank you. Um, offered to sponsor five more people to, you know, be Patreon patrons. So that way you could join in on all of those perks that we're getting rolling out for our patrons too. So uh, if that's the case, go to our live stream from the other day for the current events and find Wade in the comments and shoot him a message and see what's up. Um, but either way. Or message us and we can put you in contact with him. That that too yeah but yeah just saying either way like we will find a way to get you in there so that you can enjoy watching this movie with us have a little bit of one-on-one -on -one time um be able to get exposed to this information about fred hampton's life and how things went down when he was murdered by pigs um this is something that is quite eye-opening to a lot of people um, to realize, like, what really fucking went down, and it was shady. It was shady as fuck, you know? Um, so definitely join us for that. Um, what else? Well, Thursdays, yeah, we're picking back up the Black Panther Party series. We're working on Eldridge Cleaver's book, Soul on Ice, right now, so join us for that. That's also at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Um, and there will be a few specials coming out soon. We've got a few people were, you know, getting scheduled for some interviews. So there's lots of good stuff to come. Agreed. Thank you all.